Thanks for joining me for our Cypher Shaw podcast, What to Expect When You're Expecting a Biden-Harris Occupational Safety and Health Administration. I'm Scott Hecker, Senior Counsel with Cypher in D.C. I'm a member of our Labor and Employment Group with a focus on workplace safety, wage hour, and government relations and policy. I spent about 12 years at the U.S. Department of Labor before joining the firm, the last approximately five of which I was a member of the Occupational Safety and Health Division of the Solicitor's Office, where I represented OSHA. So what can we expect from a Biden-Harris OSHA? There's been an erosion of career leadership under the Trump administration. In fact, both political and career positions have gone unfilled over the last four years. Strong political leaders appointed under a potential Biden-Harris administration can mold their teams and turn the policy aircraft carrier around maybe more quickly than in the past. Career civil servants may also feel more protected by and invested in a Biden administration. Now with OSHA, there's been no assistant secretary throughout the Trump administration. The director of enforcement role has also been empty for an extended period of time. Lawrence Sweat has been the principal deputy since July of 2017. But without the political heft of a confirmation behind her, she may have been somewhat limited in the vision she could implement within the agency. Bringing in someone like Dr. David Michaels, who was Obama's assistant secretary for OSHA, or Dr. Michaels' principal deputy Jordan Barab would certainly change OSHA's enforcement and regulatory approach. Unions have discussed some possibilities for OSHA assistant secretary, including Jim Frederick, who was with the United Steelworkers, and Chris Kane uh, with North America's buildings trade, building trades unions. There have also been some rumblings about Doug Parker, who's Cal OSHA's current chief, He was a senior policy advisor, then the deputy assistant secretary for policy with Obama's Mine Safety and Health Administration. Trump's nominee for OSHA assistant secretary was Scott Mugno, and he waited 19 months for a Senate vote before withdrawing. Confirming David Michaels under President Obama took four months, and that was with a Democratic Senate. Biden won't wait that long to move on what he perceives as pressing OSHA issues, so we'll see a deputy leading the initial OSHA charge while someone wends their way through the confirmation process. One of the things we'll see relatively early in a Biden administration will be an emergency COVID-19 standard. Though a deputy may not be able to fully implement their vision for the agency, they can and have issued regulations, so we'll see a COVID-19 ETS get moving pretty promptly. Actually, on November 28th, Dr. Michaels was added to the Biden-Harris COVID-19 advisory board, so his voice will assist in developing the overall COVID-19 response as well as the ETS. I'm sure the advisory board is looking to current OSHA and CDC guidance on COVID-19, as well as the ETS is issued by states like Virginia, Michigan, Oregon, and California as templates for a federal OSHA ETS. Other enforcement and regulatory priorities could include bringing more egregious cases. These are the high-value, instance-by-instance, serious willful and repeat violations that OSHA brings. They could continue to use the General Duty Clause and try and expand its reach. General Duty Clause is Section 5A1 of the OSHA Act. Uh, They could uh, revisit the regulation on record-keeping to increase the regulatory or the record-keeping burden on employers and could increase the use of records in enforcement. Other regulatory priorities could include a a heat stress standard or a workplace violence standard, likely focused on the healthcare industry. Uh, In October, Dr. Michaels tweeted, 
every OSHA press release achieves as much compliance as 210 inspections. Clearly, he values the role of publicity as deterrence and as part of the enforcement framework. Trump's OSHA has reined in press releases, but I expect that will change pretty early under Biden's OSHA. All of this may sound a bit like bad actors beware, and I will say, even if the agencies use more data or records in targeting their enforcement activities, we'll see an expansion of the term bad actor in enforcement within OSHA and other uh, enforcement agencies within the department. Democratic administrations can get a bit lost chasing everyone, where their enforcement and deterrence activities may be better served by using data to pursue the most problematic employers. Pulling and analyzing data to identify entities most likely to face DOL and OSHA enforcement activities could help employers be on the lookout for DOL activity and could suggest change practices that would reduce the likelihood that they become DOL targets. Of course, it all comes back to the priorities at the top of the org chart. While historically, Labor Secretary may not have been the most inner circle cabinet position, folks like Tom Perez and current Secretary Gene Scalia have demonstrated the ability to increase DOL's voice and visibility. Certainly, at least early on in a Biden presidency, DOL will be at the forefront addressing things like the COVID-19 response, high unemployment rates, and emergency leave administration and enforcement. We can be sure Biden's Labor Secretary and other DOL appointees will have strong union ties like Andy Levin or Marty Walsh or even Bernie Sanders, or operational experience like former Deputy Secretaries Seth Harris and Chris Liu. There's also been reporting on California Labor Secretary Julie Su's rising status and Patrick Gaspard's interest in the role. Gaspard is a former political director in Obama's White House, ambassador to South Africa, and executive vice president for an affiliate of the SEIU. He's set to leave his role as president of Open Society Foundations in January 2021, which is interesting timing. Given the narrow margins in both houses of Congress, President-elect Biden has demonstrated a reluctance to remove congressional leaders from their seats to nominate them for cabinet positions. Looking at you, Bernie, and maybe also Andy. In short, if your seat isn't safe, don't expect a nomination. Democratic control of Congress and increased enforcement budgets may be as important to policy changes as a Biden victory. Agencies like OSHA need resources to execute their policies. Enforcement personnel are a dot on the sun vis-a-vis -vis the industries they investigate. Without more inspectors or investigators, they can only do so much in the field. We won't know about the Senate's final composition until at least January 5th, when the Georgia Senate runoff elections happen. But we'll continue to monitor who may be filling some of those DOL seats and where OSHA policy is likely headed in the meantime. Thanks for joining today, and please be on the lookout for additional podcasts and firm materials concerning the presidential administration transition. Please reach out to your CIFARTH attorney with any questions. Have a great day. Thanks for joining us today on the CIFARTH Policy Matters podcast. So you'll never miss an episode, be sure to visit CIFARTH.com, where you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or SoundCloud. While you're at it, we'd appreciate you sharing us with your colleagues on LinkedIn or your preferred social media.